Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Six Sour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark, Mark Walters. Walters. Greg, I think it's a Monday today over in Dallas, Texas. Good heavens. Didn't we just get off this microphone? Yeah, I, th- I still got the butt crease wow. in my seat from last night. <laughs> That's like the old bar stools in real bars you used to go to back when I was back when I was single. And and I lived in a place where there were real bars. I'm thinking Pennsylvania, really, like Norristown outside Phoenixville, PA. There was a bar called Frank's Pub. Funnest place. I mean, it was so fun. You walk in and you, you ask for food. They looked at you funny and pointed to a little tree at the end of the bar that had little 20-cent bags of chips. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. There was no such thing as food. But they were fun bars. Pool tables upstairs. And I, the reason that you mentioned that in the seat, because that's what the the bar where the bar stools were old and they were all cracked and spun and had little cushion things, plastic things, you know? Yep. With the duct tape on them. They didn't buy new bar stools. They just duct taped them. If it can't be ducked. Then it can't be fixed, right? If that's you can't stuff. duck it. <laughs> hey, you're on the dump switch. That's okay. So welcome in, guys. Six Hour Studios here on the Crossbreed Holsters mic for you. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. It's all being brought to you by the Great X Insurance. Yesterday's show was good. Real good. Gottlieb brought it. Yep. He really brought it. We missed AWR Hawkins yesterday, for sure. We always did. But uh, he is okay. He was doing fine. He just, uh, let's say he was stuck somewhere where there was no cell phone service. So if you were wondering where he was yesterday, it took him a while to float to get to cell phone service. Stranded without service. Stranded without service and got a float to a tow, man. Mm-hmm. Been there and done that before on a, on a remote lake. I've, I've been in that situation before. It's no fun. You just kind of sit there and go, well, there's nothing we can do until somebody comes to help us. And hopefully somebody comes to help us. Before it gets really dark, then we're in trouble. Yeah, because paddling is not going to be an option. No, not in a not in a, a ski boat, wake boat, something like that. Uh-uh. It's just not an option, especially when you have one of those boats and you don't have a wake paddle or something. Yeah, there's that. Because you can't use it for a paddle, you know. But anyway, they got stuck. Uh, John Lott was, was huge on the program yesterday. We had a really good time on the show. Second hour of the show, Stephen Gutowski jumped in with some great information. And, of course, a classic Armed American Roundtable, Armed American Radio Roundtable. So if you missed the show, it's up on podcast for you. Go check it out. Greg, would you be kind enough to tell people where to watch us today? They can do that and where to participate in the chat before we get cranking here. Uh, sure. Just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. Uh, all the links are along the top of that website. You can head over there and uh, watch us live or 
more or watch Mark Live. Catch up on any podcast you may have missed, or you can uh, click the Listen Live link and listen while you are driving because we don't want you to watch and drive. If you want to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. He was too quick. I was sipping on a sugar-free Red Bull. You're always too quick. And people want to see you. They get the picture of the outlaw Josie Wales up there. All right. That's I fine. have your name underneath it, so that works. So it's been now 17 days since Florida's, we'll just call it constitutional carry. How's that? Fair enough? Yeah. We'll call it that. Because if you don't live in a constitutional carry state, permitless carry is constitutional carry to you. Okay? So we'll just refer to it as constitutional carry. But it's been two weeks little bit over 17 days since Florida's constitutional carry bill went into effect, signed by DeSantis. And of course, in Florida, you can now carry a firearm as a law abiding citizen without having to pay for a permit. It doesn't change who can or can't carry a gun because criminals carry their guns anyway. They don't care about the law. But if you're a law abiding citizen, you no longer need to beg the state. Well, there's a huge gun show in Miami this week. CBS News, believe it or not, was covering it, or is going to cover it. And they wanted to find out, CBS News wanted to find out, what gun sales look like. What's the demand for guns since the law went into effect? Greg, you care to, <laughs> care to harbor a guess there, brother? Hold on, hold on, before you do that, let me put the outlaw Josie Wales up there for you, because it fits you well. There you go. Care to harbor a guess? I reckon gun sales are up. Why would you say that? Uh, I don't know. It's just a feeling I have. It's just a gut feeling you have? Just a gut feeling. You would be correct. Shocking. Gun sales, gun sales are through the roof in the state of Florida, and there's nothing shocking about that at all. And, I mean, I would have guessed that for sure. And sure enough, guess what? We would have been right. Well, yeah. And that doesn't surprise me. Does it surprise you at all? Seriously? I mean, think about it. The correlation between, look, if you wanted to carry a gun in Florida, you carried a gun in Florida anywhere. It's been the gunshine state for years, right? Yep. So why do you think there's a correlation? I kind of want to look at that for just a second. Okay, well, let's see. That tells me right out of the gate that lots of people likely, maybe the number one culprit would be, I don't want to have my name on a list, right? Yep, I agree with that. So what do they do? They don't get a permit. What do they do? What do they don't do? They don't go get a permit. They don't go beg for permission. From the state. Yep. Because they feel like they're going to be on a list. Because that's one of the big things we've heard from people around the country over the years that don't have permits. In a state that has permits. And then you say, well, are you willing to, quote, unquote, break the law? Are you willing to carry without a permit? A lot of people will just smile at you when you ask that question. They won't really answer the question, but we all know what the answer to that is. Well, of course they're going to carry their firearm. Many people do that. And guess what? They have. With thousands of people expected to attend this weekend's Miami gun show, CBS News Miami wanted to see if gun sellers are experiencing an increase in demand for guns. So they called Mark Walters at Armed American Radio, and he said yes, and that's our column. (laughs) (laughs) That's all they had to do. Uh, Duh. (laughs) Oh, it's not rocket science. We have seen an increase in sales with the permitless carry. We're also seeing significant numbers in our concealed weapons classes. Oh, see, we want to talk about that one, don't we? Yep. 
Yes, there has been an increase in sales now that DeSantis signed the permitless carry bill, said Robert Geisler with Florida Gun Shows. There are 30-plus states where you're allowed to carry with consent. I don't be going to all that. Um, as a reminder, gun owners cannot carry a firearm in places like airports, courts, schools, government meetings, and any private businesses where the property owner has prohibited them. Let's go back to training for just a minute. Prior to permitless carry in Florida, and Florida's the first state where I got my first permit back in, I think it was 91, 92. That's been a long time ago. Yeah. Is 91 or 92 a long time ago? That's like 30 years. Yeah, I guess as you get older, it really doesn't seem like that, but it is. And then you go back and you watch a movie and realize, wow, look at their styles and their hair and everything. Oh, that was 1993. So it was before that. Oh, hey, no cell phones. No cell phones until 07, really, until, I mean, smartphones until 07 and the iPhone introduction. But there were there were cell phones out there. They were just very expensive. I had one that was a, a 25 cent per minute call deal. They called Ooh. it a uh, it was a something go AT&T something go phone. I remember. And I was like, I got to get that. That's kind of cool. Was but a- the plan was like 25 cents a minute. And I remember I was working for a trucking company and the secretary in there that did all of our workforce and scheduled our appointments. And took our calls every day. Had no problem calling me on that phone all the time. Yeah. And at twenty five cents a minute, those bills add up. Believe it. it doesn't sound like that, but boy, do they. You're looking at a couple hundred dollar bill. I'm like, yeah, this this Go phone is going right into the garbage. I don't really need this thing. So that was back in the day when you were wearing a pager on your hip like a goofball. Yep. All right. Yep. Then you stopped at a pay phone in 150 degree Florida heat. Yay. That was brutal. I'll never forget that. Scalding hot phones. Yeah. And you're standing outside an interstate on a pay phone. Uh, asphalt. But, uh, yeah. What, what got us on that anyway? Monday? Uh, yeah. You know, squirrel. A what? <laughs> squirrel got us on this conversation. A squirrel here. got us. <laughs> <laughs> well, where were we going? Hold on. Let me take a sip of my sugar-free Red Bull. You guys, it might be late in the afternoon, but it's still early to me. Mm. Start sucking on some of that Red Bull there. That'll get me going. But the training, I was one of the first people to get the training in Florida. Or that was my first permit, let me put it that way. And Florida's permit had been put in effect in 1987. So when we come back from the break, I'll tell you about that training because it's interesting. We see the same thing happen. State after state after state. And Florida being state number 26 is experiencing the same thing that Arizona felt back when they went constitutional carry way back in the day. I think it was 2010 in October. And I was out there when Governor Jan Brewer signed that bill. And the trainers, I was at Scottsdale Gun Club that day, and the trainers were petrified. Nobody needs to get training. We'll talk a little bit about what's happening in Florida relative to training and all that stuff. We've got a number of things to cover with you today. So give us a couple minutes here on this break. Actually, four minutes. We'll be back on the flip side of this break. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is now well underway. The Monday edition in the big shadows of the Monster Cast. We'll be right back. I'm not quite as (laughs) grandiose as you.
Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. AAR listeners, this is the year I'm asking you to go out of your way to support our partners that keep this program on the air. It's essential to our existence and to the ongoing fight for the Second Amendment. Our newest partner, the Crime Prevention Research Center at CrimeResearch.org, headed by Dr. John Lott, is literally on the front line defending our freedoms and this program. While the anti-gunners spend millions spreading misinformation and lies, it's the CPRC and Dr. Lott advancing the real scientific understanding of the relationship between laws and gun ownership, improving the awareness and knowledge of this scientific understanding among the public, journalists, and policymakers, and enhancing public safety through these scientific advances, improving awareness and knowledge in the public eye. As a nonprofit, Dr. Lott needs our help to continue this groundbreaking research and getting it out to the public. Please, like I do, make a monthly donation, whatever amount, to the CPRC and help us tell the truth about our right to bear arms. You can do so at crimeresearch.org. Crimeresearch.org. Please help us today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. 
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. All right, welcome back. Daily Defense, Armed American Radio on fire now for you. We're under the second segment, Sig Sauer Studios here on the Crossbreed Holsters Mic. It's all being brought to you by X Insurance. If you are watching the program, you can thank Daniel Defense. Lead Slingers, please go out of your way to support all of our partners. We'll talk about them throughout the next hour and a half. So, Greg, training in Florida was part of the requirement to get a permit to carry a concealed handgun in the state of Florida. What do you think the training entailed? Any idea? Um, what would you think you had to do? Because I'm going to tell you right now. You, no, let me hear what you have to say first. What do you think you had to do? It was 35 bucks. You had to go to a gun show, and it was about a three-hour class. Okay. Is where most people took them. What do you think you did in that three-hour period? Probably listening to the trainer tell stories for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, first half hour at least. Yep. Easy. Uh, handling of the firearm. Uh, if you got lucky, yeah, may, maybe some discussion on uh, magazines and uh, calibers. Um, maybe uh, talk of what you're going to eat after training, uh, mm-hmm. um, and probably pointing out where the restrooms are. That happened a few times. The biology break. Really, all kidding aside, it was a lot of that. But the vast majority of the training when you went to a gun show to take spend your 35 bucks to get the training was talking about the Florida 790 statutes, which was self-defense, and how to fill out the form. Yeah, sure. And they went through it line by line by line. You did nothing. It was absolutely worthless. Then everybody got in their car, followed the instructor over, in my case, to the bullet hole gun shop over on Dale Mabry. And each person fired a couple rounds into a small target about 10 feet away. And you went back, and he signed his certificate and gave it to you, and you paid his thirty. You paid your 35 bucks, And that was the training. So essentially, there was no real training requirement other than they said that you had to do that. Now, if you took an NRA-certified class, I gave a, a number of them when I was down there and still maintain my instructor certification, just don't use it now. But, you know, I'd, I'd spend four or five hours with students, easy. But you really did something. But the requirement down there was a joke. Now you don't have to do that. Oh, no. So people who say, well, we've lost the training. <laughs> Guys, if you can't fill out the form, because that's what about 30, 40 percent of the class was filling out the darn form. And the guy would make sure if you had everything, you know, your eyes dotted and your T's crossed because the Florida Department would send it back to you. At that time, it was the State Department. It later became the uh, Agriculture Department. But they were concerned about whether or not it would come back to you if the form wasn't filled out properly, more so than anything else. So it was a joke to begin with. Now you don't have to. And what are we seeing in Florida? Classes are full to the brim right now. Real classes. Not those little goofy ones you had to take to get the permit, but real firearm safety and training classes. And they are full. They've not seen a slowdown. They've seen an increase. And isn't that interesting? That's what has happened in every single state that has made or constitutional carry the law of the land, Greg. In every state, people, responsible people get trained. Period. Not everybody. You're never going to get everybody to do everything or everybody to do anything, if you want to put it that way, right? Yep. 
But the vast majority of responsible people do responsible things. So just like that old Arizona deal years ago, oh, no, we're going to lose all our business. Nobody's going to get any training. No, no. Now they're full. now, Now there's a wait period to get into classes. And I suspect that's going to be the case in Florida for a long time. So what is it in Florida now? Gun sales are flying and training classes are full. That's a good thing in my book, Greg, I think. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Good heavens. Go ahead. It's good for uh, people to get out there and uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights. Which, you know, if you go back to the Bruin decision, it's interesting to me that their permitting has been okay. I don't. I don't think Paul Revere had to get a permit. Mm-mm. I don't think when Paul Revere was riding between states, or when John Adams was moving between states, or when Washington was moving between states, or Jefferson was moving between states by horseback between Virginia and Pennsylvania that he had to stop at the Maryland border and lock his gun up in his horse satchel. I don't think he had to do that. No, and he sure didn't have to uh, put his name in a, a database just to make sure that people could check his background for his uh, his rifle. Yeah, and I'm sure he didn't, when he got to, to Pennsylvania, he was okay because Pennsylvania's gun laws were better, and he could then take his gun back and put it on his hip or put it in. It's a joke. So to me, it's surprising that that licensing requirement, when you look back at the history of the Second Amendment, to me, it seems kind of strange that a permitting scheme, any permitting scheme, would be upheld. To me, that seems to be the biggest infringement of all, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes me wonder, um, all the people on the other side of the permitting scheme, how much they got in kickbacks for uh, fees for permits and whatnot. Because that's, that's typically how this works out. When when government uh, licenses a privilege and then sells it back to you under the form of permits, and not only is it unconstitutional, but they're most likely taking money from it. Yeah, I would go as far as saying when they license a right, it becomes a privilege, right? Correct. So when you have to pay for it, we all know that's what the deal is about this. That's why some of the sheriffs and that's why the police chiefs get upset, because it's money. It's all about money. It's just like having a free speech, speech zones and you have to go down there to get a permit to stand in a free speech zone and protest or whatever you're going to do. Well, let's go a step further. Uh, well, I guess, I don't know, does it make sense that you have to get a permit to march? I guess it does. If you're going to block streets, blocking streets off and stuff. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's fair. And if you're going to require any kind of a police escort or police to say shut down a street because you're protesting in it or whatever you're doing. But but wait, wait, hold on. That's an organized march. I don't think BLM went and got permits. Of course not. I don't think Antifa went and got permits. No. Well, they had the uh, the city council down there with them. So that was their permit. That's a good point. In all these blue cities, their you know their mayors and their city council and county commissioners were all down there rioting and protesting too. That's a good point. Hmm. Guess what today is? July seventeenth. And July seventeenth is a one year anniversary of. Do you remember? Uh, was that uh, Bruin? Ooh, no, no, that was June twenty. Oh, that was yeah. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you what it is, ladies and gentlemen, because we really haven't heard much about it. 
We didn't hear much about it when it happened. You heard about it here. You didn't hear a whole lot about it when it happened, unless you were listening here. Because ABC, NBC, so we could CBS didn't really cover it. CNN didn't want to talk about it. MSDNC didn't want to talk about it. None of the liberal gun-hating pundits wanted to talk about it. The other side of what they call a debate, which isn't a debate, that debate ended December 15, 1791. They didn't want to talk about it. So when we come back, we'll remind you what happened one year ago today because it's extremely important to do so. Because it happens all the time. They just don't tell us. We'll be right back. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC, this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit SAF.org to register today. Register at SAF.org. We'll see you there. Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus one rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. Hi, it's Mark Walters, your host of Armed American Radio. If your company sells only the highest quality products and you're looking for a way to reach these listeners, you're talking to the right guy. Armed American Radio has a package available to fit every budget, from startup to the seasoned advertiser looking for that perfect way to reach this massive audience on roughly 250 stations in the top markets in the nation. We're everywhere, and the show continues to explode across the country after 10 years. Together, we can help you reach a highly engaged and extremely knowledgeable audience. To hear your brand on this huge radio program for less than you ever thought possible and to speak directly with me, reach out to CCW Broadcast Media LLC right away at mark at armedamericanradio.org. Mark at armedamericanradio.org. And together, we'll bring your brand to Armed American Radio listeners and keep this powerful voice for gun rights on the airwaves. Again, to speak directly to me, reach out to me at mark at armedamericanradio.org. That's mark at armedamericanradio.org. The 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research. The classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR biggest, finest revolvers and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance. The classics. Thompson. That's right. The Tommy Gun. The incredible M1 carbine and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms. A family of brands standing for your family's freedom. 
Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The Gold Set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The Gold Set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Oh, welcome back to the show indeed. Uh, Greg, I started my day today with a cup of Defender Coffee, and you know what? It didn't work. And I didn't want to have a second big cup because I had a pretty big cup of coffee. That, I got very little sleep yesterday after the show. All right. Sundays that happens. All wound up and stuff. Wind up watching documentaries. I think I was watching something after the show last night when sharks attack. And I said, shark, to myself, I'm sitting there t- talking out loud to myself. Sharks won't attack if you don't get in their habitat. Just don't go there. Hmm. And then there's a show that says, why sharks don't attack? Because hmm. people don't go in their habitat. Then I watched some guys chasing pythons around the Everglades in Florida. That took me till about 2.45 a.m. And then I think I fell asleep. That was pretty cool, though. All right. 18-foot-long python? Would you go looking for that thing, let alone take it on when it rears its head at you? No, not at all. You'd see this kid running away screaming. Ah! <laughs> that thing, man. Not happening. Welcome back inside the Six Hours Studio, guys. Crossbreed Holsters, Mike lit up for you. X Insurance presenting all of it. One year ago today. Now, it's. I don't want to ask Greg because we talked about it during the break. But do you know what was one year? And it does not seem like it's been one year. Good heavens. But uh, one year ago today, on July 17, 2022, a mass shooter walked into the Greenwood Park Mall in Indiana and was immediately put down by a young kid with a concealed carry license. In, uh, no, he was, I think he was constitutionally carrying, if I'm not mistaken. In, uh, he had an armed citizen stop him and put him right down in his tracks and fired those amazing shots at, what, like, what, 40 feet or 40 yards or something to hit that kid? Yeah, it was dropped like 40, him. 40 yards. 40 yards away and dropped him and saved countless people at that mall. Now, keep in mind, that was two months after Uvalde. And it seems like it was yesterday we were talking about this. And I like what uh, Ranji Singh has to say about this over at BearingArms.com. It stood in stark contrast that made the case for immediate defensive intervention by armed citizens in lieu of waiting for law enforcement, whose performance may be appalling. So think about that for a second. If you're in the mall, you're thanking a 22 or 23-year-old for saving your life 
contrast that with what happened in Uvalde. How many officers were there, Greg? Do you remember? It was a ton of them. Uh, yeah, the number has varied a lot. Everything from 70 to uh, hundreds. Yeah. There were a lot. Mm-hmm. And they did nothing. Meanwhile, a 22 or 23-year-old in Greenwood Park Mall puts a shooter down like that and ends it. And this is a really good article at BearingArms.com. Let me give you the headline, guys, if you want to go out and read it. We'll paraphrase it here. But one year ago, Elijah Dickin stopped a mass shooter. He's not alone. He's not alone. Like a typical predator, the assailant chose the time and place of his attack, his weapons, and did extensive preparations, including destroying his laptop and cell phone. He unfortunately managed to take the lives of three innocent human beings and would have taken many more lives. But what he was not prepared for was an armed defender who could fight back. Within 15 seconds, the armed citizen engaged the attacker with his Glock handgun from 40 yards, scoring an incredible 8 out of 10 hits. Boom, thud, die. It was pretty much that simple, and it was pretty much that quick. So a year later, how do you argue your way out of that if you're the anti-gun side? How do you argue against that? Well, you don't. You don't have to because the media is not going to put you in a position to do so. So if you go back two months ago, what was if you Googled gun control two months ago, you know what popped up? 40 stories about Uvalde. You didn't even have to search it. They were everywhere, weren't they? Reminding us that it was the one year anniversary of Uvalde. How come you didn't get that same kind of coverage? When a young guy with a handgun stopped a mass shooting, how come that when you Googled it, how come that didn't pop up 40 different stories? How come ABC, NBC, so we can CBS, MSD, NC, CNN, LOL, and the rest of them didn't cover it? And you know what I'm going to do? Because I like to do this. Let's pick on Fox. You want to pick on Fox for a minute? Let's go over to Fox News. We'll do, let's do this live while we're on the air. Mexico up in arms after Texas deploys a do-it-yourself border barrier to deter illegal immigration. Well, too bad for Mexico. D.A. exposes reason arrest in Gilgo Beach murders played out faster than originally planned. That dude is one goofball looking guy. That serial killer. I don't know how they looked at him as a normal family man. All you got to do is look at him. He ain't no normal family man. Vacation tragedy. Man killed. Woman critically injured in very brutal gondola accident at Popular Resort. Charles Barkley takes aim at rednecks and a-holes in Bud Light speech at bar. TikToker shares phone message from Gilgo Beach murders. Miranda Lambert stops mid-song to lash out at fans taking selfie during concert. Wow, that's that's probably the biggest story of the day. Clearly. Can you believe that's even up there? <sighs> Miranda Lambert stops mid-song to lash out at fans taking selfie during concert. Whew, that's news. I don't know what I'd done if I didn't hear death. And I'm looking at this live. I haven't looked at this in a while. Now, there is a story on here that we are going to cover later. Police union boss tells cops to leave the city. That's out of L.A. We're going to go there. Oh, here's an important one. Singer puts longtime boyfriend on blast for alleged fat shaming text. Wow. Couldn't go through my day without that. Carrie jets off to talk climate in China as questions over plane use swirl. And RFK Jr.'s response when pressed on Biden family corruption. Interesting, because I don't see anything about the one-year anniversary of the young kid saving countless lives. 
in the mall. But you know what you saw two months ago? You saw story after story after story of Uvalde, didn't you? Yep. Wall to wall. Unbelievable. Oh, here's one. And this is making the rounds all day. And guys, if you, you trust me, don't do this while you're driving. But I do this throughout the day. I like to search on different platforms, Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever. Just search the two words gun control throughout the day. Do that from the moment you wake up. If you, you know, just search it on your phone, whatever. Don't go out of your way. Put the things down. But if you if you are in front of your device or in front of your computer throughout the day, just do that. And look at the stories that pop up. So if we do that right now, Greg, care to harbor a guess? If I Google gun control right now, what do you think the lead story would be? And I mean, column after column after column. Hmm. Oregon. And we'll put you on the spot. Because that one, it'd been kind of tough to figure. But federal judge rules Oregon's tough new law is constitutional. Federal judge rules Oregon gun law doesn't violate Second Amendment. Federal judge upholds Oregon gun control law described as nation's most extreme. Judge upholds stringent Oregon gun control law as constitutional. I'm reading these in line. Oregon Measure 114 is constitutional. Federal judge rules regarding gun control law. Federal judge rules Oregon gun control measure 114 is constitutional. Willamette week. Here's one. Federal judge. This was a different one. It kind of shocking. Federal judge rules Oregon gun control law is constitutional. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the same thing. Oregon live. Gun rights groups file notice to appeal. Federal judges ruling upholding Oregon's gun control measure 114. KGW Portland. Judge finds Oregon's measure 114 is constitutional. They'll go all day long to tell you that a gun control law 114 in Oregon has been upheld as constitutional by a federal judge. They'll do it all. It's going to be there. It was the same thing yesterday. So that means they don't have a lot to talk about, except they do have a lot to talk about, because today is the one day or one year anniversary of the kids saving countless lives. But they're not going to tell you that. How come that's not out there 50 times? If I hit next, let's see what we get. Gun control and gun right cartoons. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe we'll take a look at that during the break. Oh, here's one for Corvallis Advocate. Oregon gun control measure 114 upheld by federal judge. Here's one from ABC News. Federal judge rules Oregon's tough new gun law is constitutional. Oh, here's one from the jurist. U.S. federal judge rules that Oregon gun control law is constitutional. Good heavens, you get the idea. We'll be right back. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. 
Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us, the GRPC, this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at saf.org. We'll see you there. The long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. At Armed American Radio, we depend on our partners to bring you this broadcast every day. And that's why we've partnered with Fort Worth Armory. Fort Worth Armory searches the world to bring you high-quality, dependable ammo at extremely competitive prices. Proudly partnering with quality importers and manufacturers from friendly nations to bring you reliable ammunition, Fort Worth Armory not only fills your ammo needs, they also help fill your prescription for freedom. Please support the businesses that support Armed American Radio. Visit FortWorthArmory.com today. The Gold Set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The Gold Set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. DanielDefense.com. I have a Daniel Defense pen. If you're watching the show, you can see me holding it up. There it is. Can you see that? 
It's a really nice little pen, too. I like the way this pen writes. And a, oh, really cool. Check it out. A Daniel Defense pad. Notepad. It's a Daniel Defense notepad. Welcome back. Greg, we have one segment left. This first hour flew by, bro. What happened? Uh, that it did. You were on the dump switch. Standing or the, on the, it. The, the standing, not the dump switch. See, the it's zoom button. The zoom button. The zoom button. Okay, where were we? Gun sales increasing. We already covered that. Oh, one year ago today. Mm-hmm. So let me take you back, guys. To And I want you to think about this. Honestly, think about this. I do a lot. We all know the answer why they don't do this. But I can remember a time in America that what we're talking about here wouldn't really be an issue. Now, Greg, I'm a little bit older than you. Maybe it, maybe you can't. That 15 years or so matters, right? Yeah. But, and well, think about that. Just 15 years, that, how much has changed, right? Think about that. Put it in that perspective. See, yeah. you just caught that. Yep. When you think about technology and the advancements that have happened. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. But here's what I'm talking about. And I like to use this example. And we'll use, we'll stay on Greenwood here because here you had, I mean, an incredible human interest story. If nothing else, what that kid at Greenwood Mall did was an incredible human interest story to the media. Forget the fact he saved countless, likely a couple dozen lives, if not more. If not more. That's not worthy of reporting. That's not worthy of coverage from ABC and NBC so we can CBS. And I'm picking on the main networks here because they make it easy. More people still get their news from those three garbage networks than anywhere else combined, believe it or not. That's sad to say, but it's true. But think about this. You don't think that's newsworthy? They don't think that's newsworthy? Because they're, you're going to say something, I know, but hear me out first before I do, because I want to kind of segue. You know, Greg, we talked about that case in Florida. I, I refer to it a lot, where the guy on the side of the road saved the deputy mm-hmm. from being beaten to death in Florida a few years ago, right? Yep. And that we talk about a human interest story. Cop had somebody on top of him who got the best of him, ambushed him. It happens. Guy was going for his gun beating him, sitting on top of him, MMA-style, pounding him from left to right. Cop knew he was going to be killed. And he saw a citizen who finds the rest of everybody just standing around filming this on their cell phones. And a dude with a CCW permit walked over to his car, got his gun, walked back over, and at directions of the deputy, shot the guy, hit him in the center of mass, which is what you're supposed to do, what you're trained to do. And the deputy said, shoot him again, shoot him again, because he didn't stop. He was going for the deputy's gun. The guy hit him in the head, killed him, and then turned around, walked away, and dropped his firearm. And his life changed forever. He didn't – who thinks you have to do that? Coming home from work one day at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Right. But what made it even more of a human interest story is the fact that the cop was white, the guy being – the guy doing the beating was black, and the CCW holder was black. And you mean to tell me the mainstream press couldn't find anything in that? Because trust me, if it were the other way around, that's all you'd have heard. They don't find anything in there, Greg. What were you going to say? Uh, no, I was going to point out that uh, obviously the uh, the story from last year uh, from the mall is uh, one that goes counter to their narrative, and they are going to push for as much as they can, as long as they can, until they get enough people to acquiesce and vote to restrict their rights. You're spot on. But I, I, I go back to this question. Regardless 
of the mainstream media's agenda. Do you mean to tell me there's nothing human interest in that story at all? They could have spun it if they wanted to and still reported it. They could have said they could have given it another stick, right? They didn't have to go gun issue with it. I mean, think about the way the media gaslights and covers things. Yeah, but this one was uh, far too easily cut and dry. Uh, Good guy with a gun stops bad guy with a gun scenario. Now, if they wanted to nitpick and be like, well, uh, I don't remember if there were any initial casualties from that story or not, but they could have complained about the couple of people that did get injured or killed. There were three. Uh, There were three people killed in a matter of seconds because he exited a restroom. Yep. Walked out and began firing in the food court when he was taken out at 40 yards away. That's a good shot. But, yeah, it's just one of those instances where they could sit and armchair quarterback it, Monday morning quarterback it on, well, he didn't act fast enough because look at how many people died anyway is kind of a thing. But they... Yeah, that's the kind of spin I was talking about. They they could have put a spin on it uh, if they wanted, right? Well, they, yeah, they could have acted as if it was not enough. You know, you've got to be the guy with the gun basically in hand waiting for somebody to spring. Uh, and then knowing it's almost as if you knew this guy was going to do it and, and then shooting them point blank without them even getting a shot off before they will even consider it's something uh, miraculous. And then even then they will condemn you for walking around holding a gun in your fire, in your hand. So let's now... Now that we got the they could have spun it out of the way, let's go to the to the other side of that, which is there's no way they could have spun this other than what it was. Clearly, they didn't think they could or they would have. There was no way for them to cover this story in any way. Now, remember, it was mentioned. But it wasn't the focal point of the story. ABC didn't, or let's go to CBS. Don't you think that would have been something you would have wanted on 60 Minutes if you were CBS producers? Get that kid on, on 60 Minutes. There was a time in America that that likely would have happened. Yes. So now we flip it, devil's advocate. There's no possible way they could have spun that any other way. That wouldn't have exposed their anti-gun bias and agenda. Yeah, I'd say pro- no way. probably 15 years ago he would have would have been interviewed uh, in a positive light. Uh, but something happened around 2010, 2013, to where everything just started to flip, and now it's all just anti-rights propaganda. You know what that was that happened around 2010? Obama. Sure. The media. That was it. He was the he was their summit. He was their pinnacle. And we all knew there would never be another Republican president because Hillary Clinton was going to supersede him. And they thought they had it rigged enough for Hillary to win. They didn't think Trump would be either so popular or she would be so unpopular that everybody in America would vote against her. And since that time, ladies and gentlemen, they have had no choice but to toe their line. So when you juxtapose the Uvalde coverage... Over what you saw happen here, which is an incredible human interest story. Countless Americans were saved, are walking around, are breathing, are home with their families today because of this kid. It's not even worthy. Doesn't even make the coverage. Because we are so in the tank for our agenda, we can't crawl out of the hole we've dug for ourselves now. That's where we're at. You can't believe anything that comes from them. Nothing. 
Why would you believe anything they tell you about the election? For that matter, I read a little bit about that today. I don't want to go into the election today. But there were 650,000 ballots, I guess, in Pennsylvania that were found that were aired. Did you see that one, Greg? I thought uh, that'd be right up your alley. Yes, I did. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And you know what they do? They couch it with what? Whenever they mention it, they have to remind you that there's been no proof, whatever. And when the media tells you that, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, they're lying to you about everything. They're lying to you about everything. You can't believe anything they tell you. Let's not cover this story and remind people what happened in Uvalde when the cops were called versus what happened when an armed citizen was on the scene. Wow. Derelict in their duties. In my estimation, it's criminal behavior. We've got another hour. We'll be back in six minutes after the break. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all-day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high-quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark, and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts. Or call 800-978-9358 and remember, use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. 